Welcome back to another episode of Nothing to See Here. I'm your host, Alicia C., and my sidekick co-host, Kat Metropolis, is back. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you meant your podcast listeners. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I'm, I am speaking to you. Well, thank you. I don't know. It's not going to, I think I'm just, yeah. So Kat's with me again and probably, I'm here. yeah, it's going well. She's getting good <laughs> feedback. So we're going to keep her until, until yeah, she as gets As long as you line. people still like me, I'll be here. Yeah. Yeah. You got to let us know when you're enjoying it. We, we but love don't let us know when you. you're not enjoying yeah. it. I couldn't take it. <laughs> We can't handle anything negative. No, um, I probably could never be known because I couldn't handle that. So I like just not being well known except for the people that know me. Um, but hey, yes, I do want to welcome back listeners. Um, can I just tell you guys how much I appreciate? Uh, this is week three and you guys have just been so encouraging. Um, I've gotten messages from people, um, things off of social media that have just meant the world to me about, you know, last week's on relationships, the bear family, and just hearing about friendships and just hearing that everybody needed this. And what was so awesome, I was hearing from teenagers and then I was hearing from older women, which I guess I'd be considered an older woman, but you know what I mean? I think that was just incredible to see, I don't know, the ability to really take a truth and have anybody where they're at be able to apply it, which I think was great. Right. Um, so, but this week I really, I want to talk about rules or rhythms and I'm on my own personal journey right now to create rhythms in my life in order to have healthy routines. Because I think when you have healthy rhythms, you have healthy routines. But I think when you have rules, you actually can't stay within a routine. Um, you said something right before we got started that I thought was so good. Um, and I don't want to butcher it, but you were talking about that life changes so much. Right. So you can't say that again. What, how I you was said saying it to me. that like you can't necessarily have rules in your life because when life changes, those rules have to adjust. And yes. so we were talking about rhythms yes. kind of go with the flow of like everything that changes in your life, the different seasons in your life, the different, you know, if you're getting married or you're having kids, all that stuff changes things. Right. And like my life right now as a single person will change when I get married. Yes. And then once I have kids, all that kind of stuff, way everything, into way yes. into <laughs> Everything begins to shift. Right. Yes. And if you have rhythms, you figure that out. And when I look in the Word of God and I really search, there's a lot of cadence mm -hmm. in the Word of God. There's a lot of rhythm. And being a worship leader as one of my main things that I do, one of the things that we're big on is finding the correct rhythm. I remember when our team... Um, went to a click. And so if you're not familiar with that, in w everybody that's wearing in-ears, except me, because I just can't <laughs> handle it, and that'll be for another podcast, um, here's a click where it's keeping everybody on rhythm, keeping everybody... <laughs> let me so say that correctly. I know. No, you're fine. <laughs> keeping everybody on the same rhythm, the same beat. And I think a lot of times we can get so out of sync with God because we're not in a rhythm. We yeah. see rules and we go, okay, I need to be a better person. I need to do this and this. And God's really like, can you find a rhythm? I love this scripture in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, which I'm going to read it out of the message translation because it just is like, sometimes the message just punches you in the gut and you're like, okay, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Right there, I love right. it. <laughs> Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Oh, so My good. gosh, there's so much in that. 
so much in that. But one of my favorite things that it says is we need to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And then hear this, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. You hear a lot of, um, so there are other translations, you know, you hear people quote all the time, well, God will never give you more than you can handle, 100%. But then you get these people that are so stressed out and they're like, well, I guess I'm supposed to handle this because God wouldn't have. And I go, Okay, did you put it on you or did God? That's where I think the the mishap because happens. Because God will always give you the grace to carry things. When 100%. you put stuff on it that God never gave yeah. you the grace for, he's yeah. like, I can't help you. Yeah. You overloaded yourself. There's no grace for it. Yeah. And that's where I think I've heard a lot of people stay in certain situations, stay in certain, man, I would even say trials that are really not being used to produce anything good in their life. But they're like, well, if this happened, and I'm like, yeah, but you've got to go back and wait a second. Have you, I love how he says, walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. The Greek word for rhythm is rhythmos, which that's why I love the the Greek movies because he's like every Greek word, every word in the English dictionary comes from the Greek root oh, my, word. My Greek, my yeah. big fat Greek word. Yes, yes, he always says that, everything about it. But it, it generally means a movement marked by regulated succession. And I love that because it's like, there has to be movement in the same area to create a rhythm. So what am I talking about? Okay, do you know what most people struggle with is their daily time with God. You would think the like and I'm talking to myself. So this is not me coming at anybody. I want to make that very clear. You would think that the main thing that we're supposed to do is spend time with Jesus because he created us so we could be with him and yet it's the hardest thing to do but to be able to create a rhythm it has to be done in succession where I'm doing this more where I'm doing this more. I'm allowing myself to find myself doing something and finding a rhythm in it. Now, listen. It's very different for you as a single person to find that rhythm than it is me as a mom with two girls, one six and one one, okay? And being married. So there's this, I have to find the balance of where is this rhythm? Okay, so for right now, because I have a one-year-old that takes two naps right now still, when that switches, I'll have to figure out her first nap, that's where my rhythm is. So first thing in the morning, I am not able to just jump out of bed and be with Jesus. I, I Jesus acknowledge doesn't him. want you in the morning. <laughs> no, that's probably true. I'm not the... Alicia's <laughs> not a morning person. God bless her. She's trying to work on it. Well, but if she... you want to stay as a co-host or something. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is no. my last episode no. today. It's been fun, guys. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not a morning person. But I'm not able... That is not... It would not work for that to be the first no. thing I do because then I'm telling my one-year-old who's starving she can't eat right now and is going to have to sit there and wait till I spend time with the Lord. My time with the Lord's not going to be good. Her waiting is not good. So when I do it is during her first nap. I'm able to get Jaylee, who's six, to be it because she can. She can do something for herself at that moment. And then I can go in my office and spend time with the Lord. When I was single or what you're able to do, you that can be your very first thing right, you do. Yeah. And you can get into that rhythm. For me, my rhythms have changed due to, like you said, how life works. So if you think your spirituality is based on your ability to, I I am I I have prayed about it and God has not laid it on my heart that I need to get up before my child gets up. Because oh. one, she's not sleeping through the night. And I, I get it. And listen, I've tried it all. So we're just, we're working with it. She does sometimes. And then sometimes it's just like, hey. Um, when we wake up at 3 a.m. till I 4. Know, I know. And I don't know what it is. She just loves us so much. Um, and so to get up at 530, I'm not going to be any good for anyone. No. So I know where the Lord, I acknowledge him. 
understand that's one of the things that we love to do in the mornings is as I'm getting them breakfast ready, I'll turn on YouTube and I'll put on worship music on our TV. Why? It just sets, it sets a, a rhythm of peace in our home. Yeah. And that is a way that I've created different rhythms and what they look like. Um, but it's very, it might be different for you. Your rhythm might look different, figure out what that rhythm is, but it's just, it, I go back to what the word means. It's marked by regulated succession. It's marked by, this is something that I'm continuing to do and I need to do. You know, when we look in the word of God and we go to the 10 commandments, we know that they're major. And one of the 10 commandments that everybody seems we, we get, we shouldn't murder, but we see Sabbath and no one does it. Everybody oh, listens. Oh, that's Old Testament. Yeah. Everybody's just like, oh, I mean, not don't murder, don't commit adultery. But Sabbath, which the Hebrew word for Sabbath meant rest. And I cannot tell you how many people I have sat in meetings with and literally everything would be fixed if they found a day of rest. Now, I've got kids. So that day of rest of Sabbath will look different than somebody who lives in an apartment by themselves, but it's still a day of rest. I'm very, I want my house to kind of look staged at all times, which, you know, I'm working on that. Vacuums um, every day. Yes, I do. because I don't. Sometimes multiple times a day and I'm like, you vacuumed five I, listen, minutes ago. Listen, this isn't sponsored, but I love my Dyson vacuum because it just gets it all and I love it, but it is. And so what I do when Sabbath Dishes will stay in the sink, and I will not vacuum, and I don't do laundry. Um, it's it's very focused. You don't on, do church work. That's nope, really important yep, too. No, a hundred percent. Because part of what I'm doing is I'm stepping away. I'm stepping away to allow my my body to rest, my brain to rest. No, do I just sit on the sofa for 24 hours? No, that's not what I mean. What I'm doing is I'm to 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 truly Sabbath means you're not producing anything. Right, because I think the important thing is that you're not what you do. And a lot of times we're uncomfortable. Like in the beginning, it was kind of uncomfortable for me to Sabbath because yep. a lot of time your identity is wrapped up in all the things you perform, um, the things you do for people, the things you do for work. So when you silence it and you stop it, it's yeah. like, who the heck am I? And God's like, right. you're not I, You're not a human doing. And that's why he actually um, created the Sabbath was because of the Egyptians. He was like, you were literally created yep. to work. Like the Egyptians were like pretty much bred. Like you yep. give us children, they're going to go straight into work. So he right. was like, this is a gift to mm-hmm. Sabbath because I don't want you to think that you are a human doing. You're a human being and yep. being with God and all that kind and of stuff. And it was a gift. Yes. I love, um, we're going to, um, I'm going to reference two books during this podcast and we will make sure that they are in the um, episode notes. One of them is To Hell with the Hustle, and I'm not cussing, so don't freak <laughs> out. It's it's saying that the hustle needs to go to where it belongs, and that's hell, yep. by Jefferson Bethke. And he says this, to follow Jesus, we need to not just follow his teaching, but also follow his way, his process, his cadence, his demeanor, his spirit, his very essence. And what we see with Jesus is he was very rhythmic. I love where he uses the word cadence because there is there is a way to fall into place in the way that things should be where you're not living. So many people live in chaos. They live yeah. going, running from one thing to another. And listen, we have busy schedules. We have kids that can be in sports, but you've got to step back and go, Okay, what does this look like for us? We we know Jaylee really likes soccer. So what do we do? Part of what we produce, not produce, part of what we do to pour into her is we are her soccer. We sign up to be the soccer coaches. So we're a part of something that has to do with just her. And we feel that's important because she's very, very much a part of the church world. And I don't want her growing up and that being the only thing that she knows, you, you know, right. knows about. 
And so, but I'm not going to let her sign up for eight different things because right. we're not going to run ourselves ragged where we have no nights to ourselves. And we, and you have to make that decision, especially when you know, and listen, I know I'm stepping on toes. What is it? 1.8% of all kids end up going to the professional level. And yet we'll put our kids in so much stuff. And I think, you know, hone in on something they really, really love. You know, they don't need to really love, I'm being honest, nine things. Right. You know, because then you're teaching them when they grow old, this is all they're going to spend their time doing. And all of a sudden you've lost what is family. Yeah. What does that look like? Um, another I, I think I think Jefferson Bethke said this in the book, and he said, the goal of following Jesus is not to do a bunch of things. <laughs> And I love that because I so simple, but it's oh, it's huge. It's amazing, yeah. Because especially if if you're somebody that works in ministry, we can so find our value in the more I do, the holier the uh, the holier I am. The more I do, the more God is proud of me. When here's the deal, I'm his daughter. That's what makes him proud. I am his. You know, you're you you are his son. That's what makes him proud. It is not these things of oh, it's all these things. If I had to stop worship leading so that I could pour in, don't freak out. I'm not. But if I <laughs> Please, needed no. to, yeah, right. It's not that would not take away of oh, great. She's got to find something else that God's proud of her about, or she's got to make up for this. That's not how it is. And I think we try to fill our lives with things to feel more. You can try to be productive, and yet you're producing nothing. Right. And I think that's a very—I think a lot of people are there. Right. And I think that, I mean, Parker Palmer, which this was an Emotional Healthy Spirituality, which we can link that book as well. That is a life-changing book that changed everything. Um, But he says—he talks about burnout, because a lot of time when we talk about burnout, it's like, man, I just—I'm doing so much, and I'm just—I got to a place where I just can't do anything at all. And what Parker Palmer says is— when I give something I do not possess, I give a false and dangerous gift, a gift that looks like love but is, in fact, loveless, a gift given more from my need to prove myself than from the other's need to be cared for. One sign that I'm violating my own nature in the name of nobility is a condition called burnout. Though usually regarded as a result of trying to give too much, burnout, in my experience, results from trying to give what I do not possess, the ultimate in giving too little. Burnout is a state of emptiness, to be sure, but it does not result from giving all that I have. Have. It merely reflects the nothingness from which I'm trying to give it out in the first place, mm. which is such a great, I, I love this quote because it's like, we're just trying to give out so much that we don't even have. Like we can, we only have so much time in a day, so much time in a week. And it's like, we can't fill our days with so much stuff. It's like, we have to, to bring it down of like, what's, what, what does God want me to do? What's important for my family? What's important for my life? And then kind of hone in on that and, and not, you know, try to do everything at once. We have limits and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And we should, you know, Proverbs four twenty three says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. And I think so many times we are making sure everything else is okay, but our heart and yeah. what, what damages the heart the most is busyness. Yeah. It's not having it. It's not having a set rhythm. I mean, you know, uh, one of the scariest times, um, in my life with one of my kids was we had just, we'd adopted Anaya and I think it had only been, man, maybe a month at, yeah. at most, you know? It was like three weeks or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a real short time. And Brian had left. Um, he had to just go up to Tulsa for a day and he was coming back the next morning. And during the night we had an outlet on her and it kept going off. And it was like, you know, detecting heart rate of 298. And I thought, but I'm looking at her, you know? And I was thinking, man, it's malfunctioning. So I took it off and then redid it. And she laid on me, um, you know, cause I brought her into the bed and all of a sudden I did it again. And then I started to look and she looked super lethargic. And I was like, oh my gosh, 
So I remember I called Brian and I, I, I just said, babe, something is wrong. Like she is not, do you hear her? She's not breathing correctly. And she like had lost color. And I mean, my baby's black. So right. it's so very when noticeable when she loses color, it is noticeable. And so I was like, I just started calling on the name of Jesus and he started praying and, and I put on clothes. I put them on backwards. It was totally fine. I didn't even realize it till way later, but it was fine. And I, I ran down the stairs to you and I yelled, like, help me. We've got to get Anaya because I knew I can't put her in a car seat. And you took her and you held her all the way while we drove to um, Children's Hospital. And this is the thing. When we got there, she seemed fine. Right. Okay, so I want you just to remember certain things that I'm saying. So when we got there to get her help, she seemed fine. And so then I felt stupid for a moment. Right. I thought, wait a second, maybe nothing is wrong. But I just, it was like, no, still get her checked out. You know, because I said, I don't know if the outlet malfunction, I don't know. But there was this moment where I knew something was wrong. We went in there, the doctor hooked her up and she said, no, I mean, her her heart is racing. And um, even though she seems fine, it is, I mean, it was 298, which is just unreal. And she said, we're going to reset it. I'm like, great. This is awesome. Thank like you. reset a computer. Yeah. yeah. Just, I'm like, yeah. yeah. And she said, but it's going to be traumatic. And I'm like, what? And she said, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to take a bag of ice and we're going to smother her with it for about 15 to 20 seconds so that when we take it off, she has is so gasping for a breath of air. When she does that, bam, it's going to reset her heart. And I was just like, I, and she said, you might not want to watch. And so I, I held her for a minute. We went in that back room and, you know, they said, you, we're not going to let you hold her while we're doing this. Cause you know, mom is going to want to rescue her. I'm going to be like taking the bag off yeah. her head, you know? So I went back and sat in the chair and I mean, I, I shouldn't have looked up, but I could just I see. I shouldn't have looked up either. Oh, and I did. We I could see like, her hmm, little legs just yes. struggling because I mean, she's being smothered, right. you know? All of a sudden, when they lifted that bag of ice, she takes this deep breath. And I mean, within seconds, hearts totally reset. They're like, oh, there it yep. is. And we're like, what? That was it. Yeah. Totally reset. But I think of it this way. I think a lot of times we get into a place where, man, we are overwhelmed. And it is things are happening and we can feel something's not right. But then all of a sudden, we kind of feel like, that's all right. I've got this. I think I'm okay. I, I, I don't think... I don't think it's as bad as I thought. Yep. And we don't change anything. That's so good. And the problem is that sometimes there is pain involved in the process to get us better. And I remember seeing there was a momentary moment of pain for her that brought about exactly what we needed. That there that there was a purpose for that pain in that process. And I think sometimes we don't want to stop and maybe even allow pain to be there. Yeah. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, right. I look at that and I think God taught me so much through that situation. And it's like, when I look at that, it's like, wait a second, there are going to be moments that I have to sit maybe in my pain, but through that process will be birthed a purpose that now I understand. And it's finding the rhythm. She needed that to be reset so that her heart could be in a correct rhythm. Yeah. We need moments where we reset. That is why the Sabbath, I believe, and I'm passionate about yeah. it, is so important because it's a reset. And God, God himself did it. And this is the guy who doesn't need anything. Jesus did it. You know? <laughs> like, right? Like No, I'm correcting you because you said God had a Sabbath. And I was like, well, technically Jesus did, but they're the same person. They're one. Yeah. That's fine. No, <laughs> I'm talking about, okay, I'm going to theologically help you real quick. I'm talking about in Genesis where he stopped on the seventh day and rested. You're that right. was the first Sabbath. I, I know forgot. I am. It's fine. I went to Bible school. <laughs> it's fine. We can yes. also clear it up for other people who forgot about that. Okay. 
<laughs> that was I, on I purpose. I help all the stupid people out there. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, but Jesus followed suit because he had seen what his father yeah. did oh, and yeah. he did there it. There we go. There it is. Exactly. And, and when you think about it too, the world is yeah. at its own rhythm. Like we know that because the devil is, you know, Lord over the world and he has his own rhythm and his own plan for the yep. world. And it's like, we have to get out of that rhythm and kind of hook up to God's rhythm. And the so only good. way that happens is through Sabbath because we quiet everything down. Like for yep. me on my Sabbath, I'm off social media. I'm yep. off everything. I'm, I'm not working. And it just kind of resets something for me where I'm not so focused on what's going on out there, but like what's going on inside of me. And I think one thing that like I didn't like about the Sabbath in the beginning was just all the just like you time, like you're by yourself and you have to be with you. Um, But like you were saying of like being in these moments of pain, um, there was this quote that was like, the way to get to the sun isn't like racing towards the sun. It's going backwards into the darkness and you get to the sun faster. And that's like a weird quote, whatever. But it showed me of like, when you go into those dark moments and kind of like reevaluate things in your life, you come up out of it faster. Yeah. And when we're running away from it, that doesn't help you. That no. doesn't do anything. No. You have to go after those those moments of like finding like, maybe there's a problem of why I don't like being by myself. Maybe there's right. these things I need to like reset in my own life. And that's, that was what happened for me of just being in Sabbath. And I think it's also because we've gotten comfortable with busyness. That feels normal. So to stop with something and go, wait a second, I need to pull back, I think is abnormal for us. The world is always teaching you push to get ahead. You have to work you harder hustle. than, yeah, you gotta, you gotta work harder than everybody else. And it's like, as pastors, you know, even for us as pastors, and maybe, you know, hopefully this helps people that are in ministry even, I, I'm i not trying to work my way to heaven. Yeah, I want to hear at the end of the day, well done, thy good and faithful servant, which means, which means for me, I go back to Jefferson, wow, <laughs> Jefferson Bethke's saying, I have to learn his process, his cadence, his demeanor, his spirit, his very essence to do that. It's not about the harder I work, the more, the more I'm going to accomplish because I want to, you know, I've heard it. I don't know who said it, but you got it. Sometimes it's not working harder. It's working smarter. Yeah. You know, it's, I can get more done in in a day if I'm organized with my stuff and there's a rhythm, then I just try to cram everything I can do. You know, for me, you know, we're up here on a Tuesday. My Tuesdays are very, um, very organized because it's my one full day. So what I got here at nine, I'll be here till eight o'clock tonight. Why? Because that's my one busy day. But I know the rest of the nights I'll be able to be with the girls. So it's okay. That's a rhythm that works for us and for me in this season right now of stuff that we've put on our plate that we really feel like God has asked us to do. But I don't come home completely just like drained because I'm living in moments that I love what I do. And I, you know, we see bumper stickers, do what you love, but I don't think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people are hustling for the wrong things. Um, I think a lot, I think social media created such a, man, you've got to have this and you've got to have these followers. Listen, we will never be cool enough to have a lot of followers. I mean, it's just one of those things. Like I just, you know, I think our church budget last year for advertising was like two grand. That is just not that Churches I don't even who spend, think we use I don't all. even know if we did. And I not that churches can't use it, but for us, it's like we feel called to a community. So we we take so much of our finance and that's what we're doing. You know, we purchase six acres. We're looking, what can we create there? Can we have 
Can we have places where single moms can come and eat or, or, or moms that are, you know, working during the day or not working during the day or, you know, all kinds of different stuff. What are we looking at? Can we have an after school program? Like we are just, our heart is just dreaming so big, but we are doing what we love. And that is serving people. It's loving people. And I think so much of our lives are spent out of rhythm. I think if we could all have a bracelet on that would tell us, hey, you've, you're doing too much today. You need to pull back. We you almost know? do, though. Like, if you think about it, anxiety and depression are kind of those, like, warning signals. And yeah. that's what I love because it's, like, it's not a symptom. It's a warning signal. So when you start to feel anxious, yeah. when you start to feel that depression, those are your way advanced warning signals of like something's wrong sure. happening here. And yeah. and that's when you need to go back and reset of like, okay, what do I need to change to my life? Why am I feeling so overwhelmed yeah. all the time? What do I need to take out of my day? Because I think a lot of times we think of it as like, if we add something that's like, it's just another thing on my plate. But I think it's Kroger Shell who says this, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Yep. And we don't look at it like that. We're like, we're just adding something. No, you're taking away time with your family, t- taking away time with yourself, with God. What are you saying no to? And I think that's really important to kind of analyze. And no is a complete sentence. Yeah. Just and I think, no. yeah, I think it's learning it's that. It's a lovely word. I know, right? And, and I, taking time too to yeah. like, if someone texts you or tries to reach out to you of like, can we do this? Do you want to do that? It's okay not to respond right away. I've learned that too. Cause sometimes I'm like, I've got to give an answer right now. Yeah. And you don't always have to do that either. You can wait. Yeah. You can wait. And I think it's finding. I think it's finding your rhythm and knowing what that looks like. You know, for us, it's like as a family, there is a certain rhythm um, and a certain vision to our family that's important. And so like for this year, I knew what I was taking on church-wise with, you know, um, we've stepped in. We're not only lead pastors, but this year we're stepping in as youth pastors too Um, and then doing a podcast and different stuff and then, you know, still overseeing our worship team and what that looks like. And I really felt on the side I had done photography all my life and loved it. You know, I've done weddings and family portraits and I picked up real estate photography at I think the end of 2020. And I really just realized that's just not something that can take my focus. There's just other things, you know, and I'm not like fantastic at it. So it was like, if I'm not going to spend the time to keep learning, you know, cause you got to kind of keep up, you got to keep learning the art, but it didn't fit in well with our vision right now. And so I, 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 you know, texted out the people that I've taken pictures for, thank them for it and just let them know I won't be doing it anymore. And that for me was an important thing because it didn't fit within the vision. And I think that it goes back to knowing I need to know what works for me. I need to know what works for my life. And I think everyone listening, you've got to figure out what that is. And I really felt like today, um, before we close, I just want to pray. I want to pray over people um, today just to hear God's voice and what that looks like. Cause if you've never Sabbath, if you've, if you've tried to live by rules and not a rhythm, it's gonna, it's gonna shift some things for you to change. And I just want to pray for wisdom of Holy Spirit to help guide people today. So Holy Spirit, we just come before you and, and God, I thank you for every person that's listening to this podcast. And I thank you for every person that is taking the time to man, invest in themselves, to grow, invest in themselves, to see how they can change and see what they can man, begin to create or allow you to align in their lives. And God, I just thank you that, God, we can do better about setting rhythms. But God, I thank you that you can help us. I thank you that, God, you can begin to show us and give us insight of what that looks like. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are leading and guiding every person. God, to know the things they need to let go of and know the things they need to pursue. And God, I just thank you that you help them 
figure out what it looks like to rest? What does it look like in a week to take a 24-hour period where we're not producing anything? But God, we're sitting back and we're just letting you be God and we're just living and we're breathing. And that God, we allow ourselves to have these moments, God, that reset the rhythm for our life, that resets exactly what we need. God, I just thank you that you are just pouring your spirit upon every person listening to this podcast. And we thank you and we praise you for it. And I'm a pastor, so everybody say amen. amen. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you how thankful I am that you've listened to this. Hey, do me a favor. You're going to hear it at the end, but I don't care. Please, if you leave just even a little review, it just helps us get the word out. Um, Rate it, review it. Um, If you don't mind, it means the world to me. Subscribe so I can know who's subscribing. It just helps me um, honestly just be excited about doing these and more and more. But even if you don't, I'm still going to do them because I love them. So, But hey, I just want to remind you that your best days are ahead. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast today, I'd love for you to rate it, review it, or hey, even subscribe. Thanks so much for listening.